Young Thais don't believe in the future of tourism jobs. A wife buys mistresses for her own husband. And lastly, we've got the Padia Music Festival coming up, all on today's Good Morning Thailand. Hello, I'm Jay. I am Natty. Ladies and gentlemen. I actually had a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. Hello. And welcome to Good Morning Thailand. This show is brought to you by Andamanda Waterpark. My name is Jay, and joining me today is the lovely Natty Warisa. Hello, everyone. And Sarah. Hi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today we've got a lot of topics to talk about. As always, you can use the timestamps after the live video to skip to the part where uh, you want to find out immediately about. As for now, let's get started with our first topic today, which is regarding our thumbnail and our top topic, which is. Uh, which has basically said that Thai people, young Thai people mm -hmm. in general, don't believe in a future in tourism. That's what I got of it anyways. Mm -hmm. But um, tell me more, Natty. I do have more on that. So a new report released by the Employers Federation of Thai Trade and Industry looked at applications from 2 million job hunters on the popular employment website jobthai.com and found that 29.7% of people applied for administrative work compared to just 3.63% who were interested in tourism jobs. Mm -hmm. Basically, the younger generation are ditching the glitz and glamour of tourism work and opting for the stability of administrative and office jobs instead. As we know, the economy still has a really long way to go before it fully recovers from COVID-19 where we saw nearly half a million people losing their jobs in the first wave of COVID uh, in 2020. And tourism was particularly affected and there's still not enough international tourists to allow a full recovery, uh, economic recovery this year. Mm. Now, travel restrictions have been eased, however, and the country is fully reopened, but it'll take some time for tourists to return in greater numbers anywhere close to what they were pre-pandemic times. So until the economy is likely to fully recover. I think younger people saying 20 to their 30s still mm -hmm. feel like that's a mm, shady area to go in. Yeah. It's it's definitely a smart decision. Mm -hmm. uh, any initial thoughts? I, I think they're just scarred by the pandemic. At yeah. first it makes them scared. And there's always new diseases coming out like monkeypox. Mm. And now it's like crazy and people don't really know what to expect from it. What if the country starts shutting down again? So there's that factor there and I think there is people are now more interested in like IT and tech where there's more money anyway so I think because of those reasons they're not really interested in tourism anymore fair enough that is a good point yeah yeah you know it's always been that if you don't really have an idea of what you do study tourism because that's something that you can always rely on when it comes to Thailand and True. you know a lot of the, a lot of the uh, you know recent graduates they they their third language uh, preferred third language has been Chinese mm. a lot of Chinese tourists come to Thailand and uh, in general I think almost every university uh, in Thailand offers uh, you know tourism studies or yeah, yeah. Um, how to basically not necessarily how to become a tour guide but I mean you know study about tourism tourism hotel business management. hotel management yeah. and uh, but is it smart of them would you think to kind of I, th I think it's fairly smart. Do you, th do you think it's smart of them to move away from tourism? I mean, it's going to take at least a couple of years for the tourism to recover, right, in Thailand. So they're like, let's be proactive. Let's focus on something else. And I also think there's not enough tourism jobs open as well. Like, exactly. let's say I really want to 
be in the hotel. Like I want to mm. be a receptionist. There's not many hotels or big hotels that are accepting that because mm. all the small uh, or medium-sized hotels either have downsized or they have shut down completely. So you're relying mainly on the big, big guys who have retained most of their staff yeah. uh, previously, anyway. Mm. Well, and ideally, you'd want to work for the five-star hotels for that service charge. Mm. And most of the things are online now. Yes. You don't really need a lot of people. I think that also plays an important factor to why like people can't find jobs first of all in tourism and why they don't want to do it mm. okay fair enough well ladies and gentlemen let us know you your thoughts on yeah. uh, why young type oh. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why young Thai people uh, are choosing not to pick tourism uh, for their future in mm -hmm. terms of studies uh, or jobs um, as well as uh, any of your thoughts uh, for now I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions on, sure. on, on the track of jobs, you know. Uh, we have this young generation who's graduated in the pandemic, a lot of students uh, coming out thinking, oh, what do I do next? You know, a lot of the plans that they had for their future studies or for their future jobs have clearly been changed. Mm -hmm. And people who always thought that they'd end up working in tourism are probably no longer going to work in tourism, at least for the next two to three years anyways, yeah. or find a whole new avenue for their future. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article today that was talking basically about wage disparity. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I wanted to ask you guys, do you feel like there's a wage disparity in Thailand, you know, in general? Or, or let's start talking about the topic in based on gender. Mm -hmm. I'll start with you, Natty. Do you feel like there's a wage disparity? I can only speak from personal experience. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that there is much of a gap in terms of income between men and women. And if we talk about like if we date back historically mm -hmm. you know women have fought alongside men in the war times like Tao Sunatna Lee right like you yeah. know her um, so we have already kind of shown that we are equal to men in some ways and men have I don't know so we don't have we've already proven ourselves basically mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, organizations follow that as well. Like I know Icon Sayam or the Sayam Piwat group also uh, judges people by their performances. Okay. And it doesn't really matter if you're man, male or female. Mm. So For me, I don't think um, gender plays a big role here, at least in Thailand. But I think um, being a Thai and a foreigner, that would make a better like mm -hmm. example of this, yeah. this topic. Because I feel like foreigners here get an expat package yes. and they get paid more whereas Thais even though they have the exact same skill mm -hmm. exact same English skills and everything like that they get a different package yeah. and here let's say just in Thailand I can't say Asia but like in Thailand people don't talk about salary mm -hmm. they find it's like a taboo topic it's not polite so it's it's really here it's quite a sensitive topic that you yeah. don't talk about Definitely. what do you think I think wage disparity based on gender is more applicable for higher positions. I'm talking like, you know, management level or yeah. or higher. I think that's where it really becomes an issue. Um, I think for the lower jobs in general, I think Thai women are extremely impressive. And in the past experiences I've had, they're a lot more reliable than <laughs> men. I, you know, I'm, that, that's just a fact to my personal opinion and my experience that uh, I think Thai women are extremely hardworking and uh, 
you know, in, in growing up in my younger years, I, I noticed the women worked a lot harder than the men. Um, but I, I don't know if that can still be applied now. But uh, moving on from that topic, yes, I think there's a, there's a, there's a much bigger disparity when it comes to uh, being a foreigner or if you're a Thai. You know, yeah, um, a lot of the foreigners working here uh, doing the same job exactly. earn more than a Thai citizen. Mm -hmm. And that could be based on you know, many factors, experience, generally language skills. You know, if mm -hmm. you're an international company, you're hiring someone uh, with uh, uh, better English skills or, um, you know, more international um vibes you know, not vibes <laughs> as in you know just a, a more a different kind of mindset right yeah, yeah. Uh, and they need a certain type of person and yeah they bring in a foreigner from another country or foreigners come to Thailand and they rather f hire foreigners and yeah they they earn more and uh, is that right is that wrong I you know that that's a whole uh, debate in itself technically I don't I think a lot of foreigners get jobs based on their ability to speak English I True. don't necessarily think having the ability to speak a language has anything to do with intelligence. I feel like I can communicate well in English, but I do speak a lot of garbage most of the times, like I am probably doing now. But like also, I feel like Thai mentality is that foreign things oh. are better. Yes. It's yes, that is very true. That is true, but also it doesn't help that corporations kind of perpetuate that that sentiment as yes. well. For example, in hotel industries, if we're talking about tourism, so many big chain hotels mm. would specifically hire, you know, the manager or the front people that actually have to go and interact with the people to be um, people who are non-Thai, mm -hmm. right? On purpose, where I know for a fact that there's so many uh, Thai people who can do the job equally as good, if not better than that person, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. they just want a face of somebody who is not tied to represent exactly. the company so when you go to a five-star hotel and you you know you're looking at the reception and there's a manager and he's a dutch man yeah you know with blonde hair that's a better look than perhaps a thai person is yeah, that what you're saying yeah. yes and that happens a lot but is that what you think or is that what you think to like you know tourists coming to the country think because i i completely understand your point because mm -hmm. i feel like i've been here long enough to understand what you mean because I feel like Thai people look down upon themselves more than anyone else. I agree. I think, you know, I've had a lot of my friends, um, you know, they feel like, oh, he must be smarter because he's a foreigner or he must be earning more or, or you know, all foreigners are rich. There is that kind of mentality. Um, but they're not all rich. They're not all smart and they're not all better. Definitely not. Yeah. And uh, for me, if I'm going to, you know, let's say a five-star hotel like Anantara and I saw the manager's Thai, I'd be like, cool, I'm in Thailand as a Thai manager. That's fine. But you're right. Whereas a lot of my friends or a lot of, you know, the older generation as well, exactly. when they go to that five-star hotel and they see that foreign manager, they're like, ooh, I'm in a classy place. Mm -hmm. It's just, I guess, maybe a generational difference. I think so. Um, but I, I, I do think the level of at least... Uh, not, I wouldn't say literacy, but language skills does need to improve in Thailand. I agree. Uh, a lot of the people working in tourism need to uh, improve their English skills, and, and I think they will, they will go leaps and beyond. They, they, they will. Um, Thailand in general will just improve a lot. Uh, compared to, let's say, for a country like Philippines, for example, everyone speaks English there. Yeah. And a yeah, lot of yeah. Filipinos come to Thailand and they get those jobs in hospitality just because they speak English better. Yeah. And yes, they're very hardworking as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just by those language skills, uh, um, they get the jobs. And sometimes, you know, some of my Thai friends have complained like, oh, I lost my job because of this person. But I'm like, well, 
buddy, you're working in tourism. You gotta, you know, have better language skills. You gotta yeah. work hard. You yeah, can't be mad at someone for being better than you at something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but yeah, again, that's a debate that can go on forever and ever. Agreed. And I think uh, all of our viewers will join us on this. Please. Uh, this is a talk show, so let's join the conversation. Let us know exactly. your thoughts because. The voice of God is back and she's monitoring your comments. We can have a conversation on this. As for now, we're going to move on. I've got a quick update for you guys. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been talking uh, earlier on this week about bridges collapsing. It is the monsoon season and the infrastructure of Thailand has been highlighted on more than one occasion. Now, victims of the U-turn bridge in Palamsong, Rama 2, which collapsed on cars, killed two people, injured uh, certain people, damaged cars. they're going to get compensation. But guess what? From the insurance companies. Now, at first I thought, look, should the government be liable for bridges collapsing and killing people and doing damages to people's properties? Probably. There could be a case be made there. But um, the compensation so far on an article I read on The Nation was talking about basically um, they're going to get 80,000 to 500,000 baht under the terms of the insurance companies that they have. So, for example, um, on Tuesday night, we found that the person who was deceased, who was driving the car, mm-hmm. would be given 500,000 baht of compulsory uh, motor insurance under Tanachat insurance. Medical bills up to a maximum of 80,000 baht will be covered for each of the five injured people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and the other people, uh, you know, anyone who lost an organ or was disabled will be g- given 200,000 to 500,000 baht. Which is not a lot if you lose an organ, five hundred thousand right? baht. When you put a cost on someone's mm. like organ. But exactly. Um, str- I mean, strange situation to be in. Like, okay, depending on which organ you lost, you'll get so much. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I was a bit surprised that only the insurance, I mean, the insurance companies will at least thankfully uh, give something back to these people who've lost it. But is the government liable? Well, at least they came out to apologize. Okay. <laughs> but would you be mad, Daddy? Let's say you were driving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a part of a bridge uh, broke your car down. You're thankfully you're fine. But, hey, the damaged your car. This is, you know, the government or whoever is responsible for that bridge. Right. Would um, you expect compensation? Or at least to fix your car? I don't know why, but my initial thought is like, okay, insurance. I, I definitely need the insurance to cover mm-hmm. that cost. Mm-hmm. But you are you do have a good point. Like, the government is kind of, um, how do you call it? They're responsible Mm. almost for the well-being of people traveling in that area, at least the government's part, that district, who actually agreed to that infrastructure being built, should kind of come out more than just apologizing, maybe, perhaps. Mm. I I don't know the legality of this, but I mean, just as a feel-good, you you want somebody to acknowledge what happened, right? Should the infrastructure of a bridge be better? Absolutely. But it is natural disaster i mean it's monsoon it's not really Mm. a natural i don't think it's categorized as a natural disaster but uh act of god you know they what do they call it act of god but i mean like because they know it's monsoon season should they like check it more regularly or like you know do something more about it possibly i mean i would like to say it's as simple as you know shake it to see if it works properly (laughs) but how how do you test if a bridge is sturdy enough Mm. But then again, maybe they should find a way. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. Clearly. <laughs> Me too. But I'm just saying they should. <laughs> they should. Yeah. They probably should. They should do a lot of things in Thailand. All right. Uh, for mm. now, we're going to take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about a Thai wife who's hired mistresses for her husband. How kind. How kind. I know. Uh, find out more after the break. Mm-hmm.
Welcome back, you're watching Good Morning Thailand and this show is brought to you by Andamanda Water Park. Did you guys know that they have this slide called the Racing Nagas, where six people can actually join the slide at the same time. Oh it's, it's kind of indoors and then at the end you all slip out at the same time. So, 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 so we could and all I'm race. I'm so competitive yeah. though, like if I lose I have to go back up again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's do it again, I need to win. You'll exactly. probably have to wear a lot more weight because I think the heavier you are, yes. the gravity will pull you down faster. Well, Mm, True, but point. you know, maybe it, there's a lot of turns in there, oh, there so maybe are? you'd be slower to turn. So I don't oh know gosh. who'd win, but I'd definitely like to beat you both. So maybe, and uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to go with your friends, up to oh. six to eight people, you could race each other in a water park and have bragging rights. Yeah, or Visit hate Anda each other after. <laughs> yeah. Visit Andamanda Water Park next time you're in Phuket. Uh, I'd also like to thank uh, Jeff Marden, because guess what, ladies? Mm. He's a tiger legend. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a tiger legend. Thank you very much for supporting the channel, Jeff. All right, let's talk about it. A Thai wife has hired multiple mistresses mm -hmm. to please her husband. Why would someone do that? Tell me Generous, more. Generous. Tell me kind. more. Kind. Um, so, I must say, this woman has a heart of gold <laughs> because it's something I would can never do. Um, so a Thai woman last week actually advertised on her social media for three mistresses in the central province of Samut Prakan, which is a little bit further away from Bangkok. Um, people thought it was a prank, it was a scam, but no, it's actually genuine. Um, and it gets even better here because you actually get paid a salary of 15,000 baht each month. So it's not for free. Um, so this 44-year-old married woman uh, has a successful business with her husband selling and hiring out crane trucks um, and is a mother of one as well. And she believes that she is a bad wife and is always tired and cannot please her husband. So she wants to make it up to him. So she posted a video on her TikTok account with a caption saying, hiring mistresses for my husband. Um, you guys can actually check out the link of this video on thetiger.com in case you are curious. Uh, so basically in the video, she is saying she wants to hire three mistresses um, aged between 30 to 35. They should have a high school degree or a bachelor's degree and they will get paid at least 15,000 baht a month with free accommodation and free meals. Sound like a good deal to me. So they need to be young and definitely educated because yes. quality matters. Yes, mm. but okay. they need to help her out with some document work in her office and also take care of her, her husband and her child. Wow. Um, and she guarantees that there will be no fight between the women and herself. And she will allow her husband to choose whoever he wants to sleep with or stay with. There is no schedule. He can pick by himself, but first, all of them needs to check for HIV. Oh. So, of course, it went viral, and many people are saying that, oh, she's so nice, she's so generous, of course, and some people are saying that, oh, you're just, you know, want to be famous, obviously. Um, and her husband admitted he was shocked when he saw the video at first, <laughs> and was shocked by the idea even, and had a serious talk with her. And he insisted that he did not want any mistresses, mm -hmm. and he didn't want to refuse his wife, so he 
went oh. along with it. He didn't want it, he but his want, wife exactly. persisted, and he was like, Insisted. I guess I have to yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> Twist it, his arm, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And so the latest update, guys, um, revealed that she found a beautiful 33-year-old woman from Pechabun province, which is a bit up north, and is a close friend of hers to join the family. So despite ad advertising for three positions, she already closed the applications after just filling one position. Mm. So wow. what do you think? I think it's all about perspective. Let's, I'm going to try to defend the mistress. Okay. What a awful job for 15,000 baht. I mean, you're a part-time maid. 15. Yeah, at least 15,000 baht to be a part-time maid, to be a nanny to raise the kid, to do admin work for the lady, and also be a mistress. But I maybe know. because she At only picked point, one, maybe she got 45,000. Ooh. Maybe. Actually, Even 45,000. If she was a full-time, you know, mistress, she'd probably earn more freelancing than this <laughs> job. I mean, I'm just saying, I if agree. you look at it logically. And now, considering other perspectives, the poor husband who had no choice but to accept mistresses. The poor guy, I feel for him. Right. You know? Right. Uh, cool. Uh, I mean, I understand his uh, difficult situation and difficult decision. Was forced into it. A man's got to do what you got to do. You got to please your woman. You've got to listen to your woman. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And uh, for the, the wife, I mean, not all heroes wear capes. That's Agreed. all I'm going to say. It, thoughts, Natty? I mean, some people like to be in polyamorous relationships. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. Um, the only thing is that she actually advertised it, right? Mm. And then on TikTok, I think we were talking about this earlier, and you were saying, like, what are the kids going to think? Yeah, because right. they have a child. And right. He actually, well, he goes to school, and his friends are on TikTok. It's like, you know, what are they going to say? Like, what is he going to say? Like, oh, your mom advertised for a mistress. Yeah, he might get bullied for that. Mm. I, I never understood people who are this open. I understand being <laughs> confident and you know happy with who you are, yeah. but it comes off as a publicity stunt, clearly. Yeah. And it's like, is this something to brag about? I mean, yeah, do what you got to do. You could have done this hush-hush because she clearly seems to be a successful business owner. Oh, yeah. She was looking to hire multiple mistresses uh, just to please her man. Um, but yeah, awkward conversation with the child. Uh, awkward con conversation with mum and dad when they visit for Christmas or Songkran uh, and uh, it just in general now you're a pu you know public figure whether you like it or not but then again it's viral people will talk about it for a week and forget yeah mm. so True. yeah interesting story interesting story indeed and I'm sure all the viewers will have a lot of comments looking uh, forward to see them <laughs> about this story for now uh, let's talk about the green where's the green today where's Josephine She's, she's gone. Oh, she's sitting over there. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, there's a story regarding a thief that stole 150,000 baht to start his green empire. Hmm. Natty, tell me more. So a university student who seemed to have a limp, uh, a limp as in limping, robbed a jewelry store of gold necklaces worth 150,000 baht. And he confessed he only did it to fund a cannabis plant business. The 24-year-old named Ponte held up a 
gold shop at gunpoint in Nakhon Rashasima province. Now, the jewelry thief got away with five gold necklaces weighing about 75 grams, which is worth about 150,000 baht. The shop security camera captured the robbery featuring Pontep, who went in limping into the gold shop wearing a black jacket and motorcycle helmet. However, the motorcycle was later abandoned by the roadside near a forest, and officers were able to track down the thief via CCTV footage. Pontape confessed later that he used a fake gun to threaten the gold shop staff and stole the necklaces, and he added that he buried the necklaces in a cassava field near his dormitory. He also said that he pretended to have a lame leg to conceal his identity and that the motorcycle wasn't even his. He stole that as well. The, f the best part of this story is that the police have returned the gold necklaces to the shop, but they still haven't decided on what charges will be administered to the thief and all i can think of like well maybe they can start charging him for theft of the motorcycle and <laughs> yeah. the gold necklaces yeah. first <laughs> yeah but it's weird that I, I think this is a bad start already to his cannabis business if you feel like you I have agree. to do something illegal to start a business your mindset is already down the wrong path i mean it sound like a well thought out plan but not <laughs> not really, really. Yeah. it just went wrong <laughs> yeah. in so many different levels that yeah. i don't know natty could you grab josephine oh please? josephine yes, hello yes. love the name thank you uh, yeah, I, I was thinking too. It was it was great until it wasn't great. <laughs> the only thing lacking was just a finger under his T-shirt saying, oh, "I've got a weapon." At least he had a fake gun. Yeah, he tried a, f a fake real-looking gun. It probably looked really real. I mean, I saw the footage yeah. of the people ducking down because they were yeah. petrified, uh, basically. Uh. Mm -hmm. Gold shops and robberies are just way too common in Thailand. Mm -hmm. I know. They put that. They start. They and then they even put the steel barricades. You know. Mm -hmm. But do they do those even work? No, because you can still wave the gun. Yeah, inside, and you can right? put your hand through with the gun through yeah. the through the metal cage or whatever that yeah. they build. Um, anyways, uh, all right. <laughs> Strange story there. Well, he um, tried. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, our last story today is regarding Padia Padia Music Festival, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. Is after, it? Yes, it is. It's back. It's after a five-month delay. On July the fifth, the official Facebook page uh, of Padia Public uh, Relations Department came out and said the Padia Music Festival is back, baby. Starting on the first week uh, of August fifth. August fifth. That is what tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. That's yeah. right. Starts tomorrow. August 5th and 6th, there'll be three concert sta stages, and then it's going to act actually have go continue on the second week, the third week, and oh, the fourth. Wow. The so it's a month? month of celebration. That's wow. right. August 5th to 6th, August 12th to 20th, uh, August 19th like to 20th, and August 26th uh -huh. to 27th. Yes, pretty much. Okay. And uh, they're going to be held in different places. Uh, you can actually find... Uh, the timings and the dates and the location on the tiger.com just go to the tiger.com and type in Padia music festival and uh, the event is offered free entry so Ooh. everyone is welcome to go uh, and the door will open at 5 p.m it's not really a door it's just like basically probably just some security some guard yeah some with some gate. ropes being <laughs> yep you can go in now and uh, yeah the artist lineups include thai singers and music bands um There'll also be f street food stalls. Ooh, and, that's uh, my favorite yeah, part. Yeah. Any <laughs> music festival. Anyways. Scattered yeah. throughout the area. So your classic, you know, Thai, I'm not going to say Coachella so that you're not disappointed, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Coachella vibes. Thai Coachella vibes. Uh, visitors must show a COVID vaccination certificate or provide an ATK uh, test result within 72 hours of entering the music festival gates. I highly doubt that's actually going to be uh, enforced. Mm. But uh, if you are in Padilla uh, tomorrow, 
uh, and for the rest of the month on the, near the weekend, enjoy the Pare Music Festival. Mm. All right. As for now, we're going to take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, we'll be addressing some of your comments and feedback. Uh, be right back after this. Conversation and have your voice heard. Discuss the issues, share information, and get information. Tiger Talk is where you keep in touch with everything Thailand. Go to thetiger.com forward slash talk. Welcome back. It's now time to address your comments and feedback. Enter the chat, the voice of God. Hello. There she is. Hi. She left us yesterday. Welcome back. She left us. I am us. back. Busy bee, flying yes. around, buzz buzz. We haven't had the chance to address the donation, but John's Journeys made a donation today. Good morning to the four musketeers, including the voice of God. Aww. Oh, that's, that's very nice. nice. That's Thank so you very sweet. much, John. Thank, Thank you. you for the donation. And I'm glad he included the voice of God yeah, as well. Like the that. four musketeers. Yes. Yeah, so nice. D'Artagnan. <laughs> Sick Puppy said, please get a bigger table. So happy to see Sarah with an iPad or Samsung Galaxy. No, it's please, an iPad. Please, please get a bigger table. Why? It's actually quite spacious. It's cozy. Yeah. Yes. We like to be close. <laughs> oh, but there's also one more question. Why are the shows ending earlier than before? It used to be an hour. Fair question. Yes, it used to be an hour. However, we're doing, uh, we're actually on the works of doing a lot more shows for the Tiger. And uh, we decided collectively that uh, Good Morning Thailand, you know, it, it is a talk show. We wanted a more tight and polished show. Uh, we still have as much fun as we can. Sometimes we go longer. There's no like strict schedule that it must be 30 minutes, but it's going to be around 30 to 40 minutes pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now we're tackling the topic on young Thai people seeking mm -hmm. jobs and they prefer admin jobs over tourist tourism, yeah. right? So PG Santa said it's a good opportunity for Thailand to just go through the pain of shifting away from so much reliance on tourism. Franco Seven said, I think it's not the o it's not only the young people who changed their focus. Right now the tourism industry isn't that stable at all. John Peak said they saw what happened to the country, which has left them to take up other things instead. Mm -hmm. Sick Puppy said, if I was a Thai kid growing up, I would learn English and Chinese and get a business degree. I will be able to write my ticket and control my destiny. <laughs> I share Dare that sentiment, dream. actually. Dare yeah. to dream. <laughs> and Pocoloco said, Jay, the young generation, how old are you? <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, because the mistress, she said she advertised no, thirty no, no. to thirty-five. This is oh, the no. this is the this is still about like oh, the when jobs, you, yeah. the jobs, yeah. Uh, and then he said like you know when yes. he talked about the younger people, he said the young generation. Yeah. I always so feel like I'm ancient, like, and I have to remind myself that I'm not. Uh, but I meant young generation isn't like you know young graduates, mm. 20, 20, 22, 20s, 23, yeah. yeah. Okay, we had a few comments on the Facebook live stream as well. RTC Cosgrove said the lack of clarity and support from the government in the tourism sector has helped fuel the uncertainty of young ties at a career path. Mm. And then there was a longer one. Okay. Shall I read it first? Maybe. Okay, I will. Okay. Kevin Kaur said maybe they think as I do that in the long run, tourism will never be what it was for a number of reasons. This COVID experience showed how fast it can stop. Okay. Yeah, it's I true. just shortened it. Cool, fair enough. I mean, this is a. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are asking and answering the questions themselves, <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes I sense. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. All right. 
please feel free to ask questions yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm trying to find. It's mostly just comments, people agreeing with yeah. you, people sharing their own opinions I, about what you said. Yeah, stated. and to be to to be uh, completely straight, I think most of the people watching us live do watch us every day, yeah. so they're up to date with all the news topics, the the recent happenings, mm. health okay. minister, this person, that person. So. They already know what's going on, and, and I guess they can answer a lot of questions themselves. But uh, yeah, we do have a very smart crowd. <laughs> yes. Uh, with the wage disparity uh, discussion you guys had earlier, I picked out a comment from Rocket Rooster 177. Oh, Rocket uh, Rooster 177. <laughs> he or she said that uh, the wage disparity is it's the same in Australia expat Europeans get paid much more than locals oh wow yeah I didn't know that yeah so I found that interesting that's why I wanted to bring that up mm. I, I wonder if that's because they're on an expat package I don't know this is like purely me just pulling things out of my behind mm. but but you know like if you have to ask someone to relocate to a yes. different destination you have to make the package really attractive or not why would you want to move yeah. and mm. leave your whole entire family behind very well said Nettie and I, and I agree with the fact that it still might not be as much as what they earn in their country but mm -hmm. comparative to you know the living cost in Thailand yeah they sometimes they might get paid way more than uh, you know normal Thai salaries yeah. because mm -hmm. yeah they do have they want to maintain a certain lifestyle you're right I'm moving here with my family I need to send my kid to an international school mm -hmm. I don't want them to send send, send them to a normal school I want yeah. to do these activities I want to I want to I want this type of accommodation I have a certain life that I've been living and uh, yeah if, if that employee depending on their special skills is worth it any company would be more than willing to pay yeah, that because mm. nobody wants to move and get yes. a lower quality yes. of life I'm and sure that's and fair yeah and, and let's think about it from a business perspective right if you if you're a business running uh, let's say an engineering company mm. and you hire an experienced engineer from US to come to Thailand and uh, also help teach the younger engineers yeah. so I can get some young Thai engineers for much cheaper mm -hmm. get this experienced person and help him train everyone and just pay that one person instead of hiring you know 10 experienced like engineers an investment yes mm -hmm. almost yeah and and a lot of businesses practice yeah. that yeah. Uh, and agree. you know you don't need 20 experts yeah yes Agreed. Thank you for agreeing <laughs> with me. <laughs> All right. Any any last questions? Uh, PG Santa asks, when does the podcast start? The podcast starts on Saturday. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The first podcast will be released this Saturday. And the topic and uh, the title of the video is how to run a hundred million dollar business in Thailand. That's right. We uh, got an entrepreneur into the uh, uh, into the podcast <laughs> uh, to talk about how he runs his hundred million dollar business that's right I'm intrigued I Me can't too. wait for it to drop hint hint it's coming you might know him you might not probably do but uh, it's a very it's yeah it was our first one it was my first ever podcast I've done uh, and uh, yeah it was it was actually really uh, it was a really good experience so we had a nice conversation we talked about you know coming in and setting up a business in Thailand how do you run such a business what are the rules is it worth do you get any financial support do you have to be rich coming into the country as a foreigner oh, good setting up a BOI yeah. Uh, and yeah, just you know, dealing with the mafia, the corruption, the police, the ins and outs of it, and a little bit of history of how, what kind of mindset you need to 
have a hundred million dollar business. I love the mindset to survive, yes. Yes. basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Poco Loco asked, where can I hear the podcast? Can I answer this? Yes. Uh, so like, we'll just update the... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, now I feel weird. Okay, we'll just update the description, but then it's like, it's the same co- podcast that we've been uploading GMT That's this right. whole time. Yeah, That's so. right. So uh, the video will come out on the YouTube channel, but it's primarily a, ba- uh, you know, it's it's a podcast. It's almost 50 minutes long uh, or more. It's almost uh, one hour long. That's what we're aiming for. It's in-depth conversations on specific topics with uh, interesting people and experts and individuals around Thailand. And it's a long format. We get it. It's not for everyone. So the video will be out on YouTube, but uh, primarily it will also be out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can listen to it, you know, on the way to work, on the way back to home, uh, while and driving, you're exercising. Yeah, while you're exercising in the car, if you're just interested and if you like podcasts. So um, uh, primarily we've always had a podcast only for Good Morning Thailand. Mm. We've now just changed the name. It's still the same podcast. It's okay. called Tiger Podcast. So you'll have your daily Good Morning Thailand episodes and every Saturday, uh, our uh, Tiger podcast show with an expert or with a guest will drop every Saturday. Okay. So same, same. But different. But and different but in a updated. good way. Updated. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. That's right. Change of words. That is all I got. Okay. All right. That's all we've got for today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for participating and joining us live today. We've got uh, almost 360 people. At one point, there was 400. Uh, 40 people. Um, left left while i started talking <laughs> oh. uh, but 360 people watching us right now please click the like button if you've enjoyed the show so far and uh, thank you for watching us live as for now i'd like to say thank you natty thank you jay and thank you to sarah thank you to you both <laughs> thank you to the voice of god for making a return and blessing us with her presence today and welcome thank you. back and of course hot and shy behind the buttons and the screen we hope you have a great thursday and we'll see you here live tomorrow for Lumberjack Friday. We're going to initiate Sarah into the Lumberjack Association. I, didn't, I don't know anything about this, but let's see tomorrow. <laughs> let's see tomorrow. We'll be back live here again at 10 a.m. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.